And welcome back. It's another episode with us here. I think it's Jerry. It's me, your boy. It's me, Joe. And hey, we're here to talk about some recent news from Marvel. Uh, I don't know how to where to start. Uh, how about you start us off? Well, it's more of like a lot of uh, stuff that's been coming out of Marvel. Uh, mainly, there's a. I think there was a recent book. Yeah. Uh, with Kevin Feige in it, mm-hmm. as well as a big variety article about sort of the. Uh, Sort of behind the scenes going on at Marvel. Yeah. Uh, some very interesting stuff uh, being pointed out. Granted, a good chunk of it seems like it's it's kind of in the uh, the area of, like, rumor territory, right? Like, mm-hmm. there isn't, like, a whole lot of, you know, corroborating stuff for mm-hmm. it. However, like, it's, it's still pretty It's, it's, pretty it's telling. also a lot of stuff that, like, we know, but it's worded in a way that's, like, very... Very weird. Yeah, like it, it, it's, it's. I guess it's kind of concerning if you're uh, into the MCU, you know. Yeah, if you're into like a lot of the, which, and we're also gonna be talking about that aspect too. Just the, 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 the general audience response to the recent stuff with it. So yeah, it's, it's there's a lot to talk about. Uh, how about you start us off? Well, I think uh, probably the big major one that that came out of the Variety article Mm -hmm. was um, sort of Marvel's uh, plans about having to deal with uh, Jonathan Majors. Yeah, if you haven't been keeping up, because it's it's very weird, right? Right? It's like he's either maybe guilty, maybe innocent. It's kind of the similar situation with like the Amber Heard Johnny Depp situation, you know. Kind of thing. Yeah, a lot of a bit of domestic violence stuff. You don't really know. He said, she said stuff mm-hmm. coming out, right? Um, I don't think he's been, like, yeah, like you said, like, been proven guilty of it. But, obviously, having essentially one of your big headline stars who's going to be, you know, the main villain of your uh, next phase of Marvel, uh, sort of having to deal with that sort of stuff is like... Okay, yeah, that's that. That can be kind of a PR problem, similar to uh, you know, uh, another superhero movie that had a problematic uh, lead that kind of led to some, hey, you know, like, how do we move forward with this? <laughs> yeah, how do how do we continue on? And so, at this point, we like just just to put like a cap on it, right? It's still being investigated. There's still a lot of stuff to go around. And there's still, like, a lot of, you know, information to be revealed. Right. Like, we don't know, because there's also been, like, stories of, like, like he has receipts kind of stuff. Like, like no, 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 this is what happened. And But there's also the stories of this happening. And so, like, we won't be spending too much time on that. We're putting a cap on it. It's, like, it's still in debate. Yeah, because mainly it's more of uh, Marvel's response to the whole thing that we're gonna be looking at going into, which is by uh, interesting, right? Because obviously there's two response. I mean, there's two uh, things I think you could say Marvel could do in a scenario, right? Mm-hmm. Like this, it's either you do kind of go to the the Warner Brothers route, or you keep that actor on, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I mean, granted, when it came to Ezra Miller and their whole shebang thing, you know, it's like okay, we we can't we can't ignore this. Yeah, like at least 
the DC movies have the excuse of, oh, we're just going to reset the universe after the Flash movie anyway. So we don't really have to keep using Ezra Miller as the Flash moving forward. Um, yeah. <laughs> here in the MCU, uh, you know, the Marvel instance, though, it's like, well, we already sent, spent quite a bit of time setting up Jonathan Majors as Kang and all the variations of Kang, right? Um, which it does, does make it a bit difficult, but to you know to I guess recast him. But I wouldn't say it's impossible because that's the first mm-hmm. option you could go with, right? Recast Jonathan Majors uh, Kang to, to somebody else. It has happened before in the MCU, although albeit with you know actors that have been less controversial and more just like yeah we couldn't get them for time and you know they wanted to do something else at the time you know. Uh, famously, you know, Rhodey was uh, Terrence Howard replaced by Don Cheadle. Don Cheadle. We had uh, Edward Norton being repl- uh, replaced, being repl- repl- being replaced by Mark Ruffalo. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Why not? See. That's fine. Anyways, it's on. So there's a there's that and like the a lot of the idea of the recasting right, um, but to be fair, I kind of respect the idea that they're gonna wait and see right. It's it sucks that he might still have a job if it's considered true, but it's also like okay we can't you know innocent before we guilty I say. Yeah, I guess I understand mm-hmm. from that perspective, right? Yeah, but the thing is, is, like, they're already looking at ideas of, like, maybe having him off just in case. And I think their idea was going with more of Doctor Doom, because this whole phase is centered around Kang. Which, in my opinion, made sense when you introduced the whole time travel aspect in Endgame, because you would not introduce Kang, who is very much like a time-traveling villain. Mm-hmm. So, like, oh, okay, you you are at least, like, set, knowing what you're going to do for the next setup of the movies. That makes sense. Um, you're going a little too hastily, in my opinion, in some aspects. But that's a different story. So it only made sense for them, okay, we're going with Kang. Now they're introducing the idea of Secret Wars, which we, thought, which we all knew was coming. But I, my opinion still is, like, we went too far. Now, um, with that, uh, Doctor Doom has had a lot of influence in Secret Wars, both the or the first iteration and the newest one with it by Jonathan Hinman. So, it makes sense. Um, now a lot of people feel like, oh, this is them being like scrambling. This is like them trying to like you know. Trying to basically fix things on the fly. Mm-hmm. And to that I say, Marvel has been doing that for a long time. Yeah, again, like, like you know, like you said earlier, right? Uh, replacing Edward Norton with Mark Ruffalo, right? Granted, it's not, like, a big deal, but it's still kind of one of those things of, like, you know, yeah, obviously it's a little weird seeing a different actor, but, yeah. you know, you make that pivot, right? I mean, heck, uh, I think the other thing I can think about, right, is... Um, uh, the Inhumans, yeah, sort of thing, right? Um, and heck, you know, the inclusion of Spider-Man in the Civil in Civil War, right? Mm-hmm. There was an original. The original script was gonna have no Spider-Man, right? You're gonna have a bit more focus on Black Panther being sort of that intermediate role, right? 
However, mm-hmm. once uh, you know the Amazing Spider-Man movie sort of fell apart, Sony and Marvel came with a deal to like basically be like, hey, let's put Spidey in the MCU. You know, we'll uh, fit him into Civil War. You know, essentially get a Spider-Man movie out, put some movies back, and you know, mm-hmm. sort of get all that ball rolling, right? Yeah. Like Marvel clearly has the ability to like pivot on the fly if need be, mm-hmm. and I think that's what uh, has been like one of their strengths as a sort of film franchise mm-hmm. over these past couple of years, right? They're not like DC that sort of just kind of. Like, once they see, like, the, you know, they kind of, they're building the track as the train's moving. Yeah. <laughs> and when they quickly realize that the, you know, say, for instance, hey, Batman v Superman didn't do, hasn't gotten a lot of critical reception. Oh, no, let's not only just quick pivot on Justice League, let's straight up just hack, you know, get, like, a bunch of, like, different edits for uh, Suicide Squad out and see, try to make it a bit more that direction or Guild Guardians of the Galaxy 5? No? Oh, okay. Oh, no? Uh, <laughs> yeah, it, they're they're not as panicky. At first, I'm going to say at first, because right now it's a very questionable state, right? Because at first, cause like, it, it was one of the, okay, we, we, can, we can adjust. We have backup plans. And that's kind of how we got to the where we are now with Phase Three, which I think everyone agrees is probably the best phase of the of the entire Marvel stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's not a surprise to me that they're already making these adjustments, already planning ahead, already like, you know, doing this kind of stuff. I think the problem though it is that for for them is that time. Ironically, their issue is time because they didn't have to push that much back. When it came to some of these movies. Yeah, like, I, you know, with the inclusion of Spider-Man, all you really did have to do was just film maybe a couple of additional scenes and rewrite the script a bit. Because at the end of the day, the Civil War movie kind of works without him, you know, when you think about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and all you really need to do is start, you know, setting up a fil- like a Spider-Man film series now, mm-hmm. which you can easily sort of do and, like, place wherever you need it to be. Yeah. It also makes sense that the, that first one, Homecoming, has so much, like, uh, actors from like orig- from like already established MCU stuff like Pe- like Pepper, Tony, and uh, Happy, right? Mm-hmm. Like they okay, we already got them. All we gotta do is focus on these new characters. We already established that. They still, we'll just have them probably filming around the same time as Civil War or anything in between those those movies that we need them for and to help them make it push it out. And, yeah, yeah, I'm speculating. I'm not saying this is what happened. <laughs> Yeah, but point point being is that mm-hmm. I guess is a big issue is that yeah, well I guess the more interesting thing about it is that Marvel sort of because again they're not these aren't final these are things that have been said mm-hmm. right because Marvel is clearly thinking of hey what's the backup if you know this whole thing sort of falls apart let's pivot to Doctor Doom who you know is another big MCU you know like Marvel villain that he can use. Especially One of with, their biggest, in my opinion. Yeah, and, you know, obviously the Fantastic Four movie is going to be coming out mm-hmm. in the next in the coming years, so kind of, like, helps set some stuff like that up. Yeah. You know, like, they're, they're, they're trying to lay some pieces there, and, you know, you got to be, at least commend them for, like, thinking, okay, uh, let's just try to see what we can work with here, mm-hmm. because obviously if you're, if you're not going to recast, 
Yeah. And to 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 go on a slight tangent later, but uh, if you're not gonna recast, then yeah, I guess going with a different villain could work in that scenario. It's like if <laughs> I guess it's like if Josh Brolin who played Thanos yeah. uh, turned out to have you know conflicts or just a falling out with the studio, then it's like, well, crap, we were gonna use Thanos. Who would we uh, replace him with? And and it'd be like, why don't we just pivot to Ultron? Cause yeah. To be fair, you can, I you know, Ultron is also probably would have been would have been a cool, interesting villain, cause you know he's a robot, he can always make copies of himself, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. But uh, to get back to a point I was talking about a bit earlier, when it comes to the recasting stuff, it's something that I think a lot of people have been saying that you can kind of get away with, mm-hmm. because of all not only of the previous times that Marvel has recasted, but also just you can there is a good way of hand waving it in terms of just multiverse. Yeah. Right? Because obviously, you know, with uh, No Way Home, you there are three different Peters. They don't look anything alike. Obviously, I mean, granted it's because of age, but also they just don't look anything alike. Yeah. <laughs> um, you you have Loki's like all the different versions of Loki out there, you know, mm-hmm. that we had. So in theory, you could just go and say, oh, let's cast. And this is me throwing a name out there, which would be kind of cool, but eh, don't see it happening. Uh, let's say Keith David gets recasted as Kang the Conqueror, and their explanation is that he's the original Kang, you know? Mm-hmm. That's why he's older and, you know, a bit more, you know, that sort of thing, yeah. right? Like, that'd be kind of cool to yeah. have Keith David in the MCU like that. But at the same time, that's like only, you know, that's an example, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Granted, maybe it can work, maybe it won't. I mean, who knows? That, you know, that sort of thing, mm-hmm. right? No, no, I don't disagree, but I feel like the thing about it is that people have been saying, like, good minutes a long time ago. They're waiting and seeing. That's the thing, guys. That's the, that's the whole point of this. It's a wait and see, right? It, like, we, you can't just immediately, like, throw them out and be like, oh, we're sorry, dude. We didn't, we didn't know you were innocent. <laughs> yeah, because... I mean, at the end of the day, it's not like what happened with Johnny Depp when he got fired as, uh, I believe, what was his, Brendan Wall? Yeah. From the, the Fantastic Beast movies? Because mm-hmm. of the whole Amber Heard thing? It's because they had a bunch of those that they had to keep filming, and it's like, well, we can't just wait for our main, who's our main villain to just not make these movies. We can't just write them out as much as, <laughs> I guess, they would have liked to. So we you have to fire him and then like rehire somebody else to carry that role and just sort of hand wave why he looks different, right? Yeah. You know. So you know it's a bit different there because Marvel does have essentially time to at least if they need to pivot yeah. or recast, you know, because obviously Secret Wars isn't coming out until I want to say what twenty twenty six. I lost count. I know they're pushing pushing a lot of stuff back. Which, yeah, that is also something, you know, to make note of, too. They are pushing stuff back, mm-hmm. you know. Which, yeah, it's it's one of those interesting... It's, it's a very, I guess, I wouldn't say complicated, but it's a, one of those situations where, like, you can understand sort of the... Once you look into it, you can kind of understand where Marvel's coming from in the perspective of, like, yeah. like uh, we don't know where to go from here, or we're going to just try to not put all we seem to have maybe put all our eggs in one basket here 
and now we're just trying to make sure we put some eggs in a different basket yeah. in case, you know, this first basket of eggs doesn't, you know, all crack and stuff. We at least have something to salvage it with. Um, something else about the uh, Variety article as well is just mainly more on, like, uh, well, I, I, partially the Variety article, but also a lot of stuff have been, that has been coming out recently is just a lot of the rumors of uh, potentially having the OG Avengers cast come back. Yeah. And there's a lot of weird readings onto that situation. Um, but I've always, personally, I always thought that was always the plan at some point, right? Yeah. Like, I think a lot of people read it as, like, they're going to bring back Iron Man for another set of movies and Captain America for another set of movies. Because I always read it as, like, oh, we're going to bring him back for Secret Wars eventually. Because that would be the best place to put him back. Yeah, because I think uh, what most people are saying, because they're saying, oh, it's going to be a new Avengers movie with the OG cast back mm. or whatever. I think what makes probably more sense and, and probably the whole thing that they're probably thinking about doing anyway you know to sort of have a because how are you going to have an end game moment for secret wars right because mm-hmm. obviously the end game moment in avengers end game was you know everybody getting coming back from the snap the whole big reveal you know the portal scene basically right yeah, yeah, yeah. just everybody showing up you know getting ready to like fight you know cap goes avengers assemble crowd goes crazy you know, that sort of thing. So what what are you going to do to, like, re- sort of redo that sort of moment? Because you can't recapture it. You can only, like, do something similar, but also have enough of an effect of, like, oh, that's, you know, I'm, yeah, I'm down for that. It would be, you know, the OG cast coming back to help out our new heroes, right? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, multiverse, time travel, you know, like, it would be... It would make sense if, in like the big climactic moment, the uh, original Avengers all show up and are like, "All right, it's a, it's yeah. a different like you know multiverse character or you know time travel." Like you said, yeah. it it makes sense. Like it's not that, in, but like I feel people, and this is where I, I kind of want to get to later, is that I feel like people are just ready to write them off as like running out of ideas. Right, mm-hmm. it's it's the idea that we they couldn't hand they that they couldn't rely on these new characters, uh, and like they had to go back to the old because either because either it's not doing out so well or they're not being received well enough for whatever reason, probably, I don't know what could be the reason for, but you know, that's to each their own. Because, yeah. like, th- th- that is a thing. Like, people are, are speculating, like, you know, these new characters aren't working. Uh, and there's probably there's some good reasons for it, and there's some bad reasons for it. But it, the, hearing that they're thinking about bringing back the original cast, it sounds more uh, desperation than something that would most likely make sense. Yeah, I think, yeah, most people are reading it that way. Yeah. Um... And don't get me wrong, I would love to see, you know, Tony, uh, you know, Robbie Downey Jr. back as Tony Stark. You know, Chris Evans back as uh, Captain America. But it's also one of those things you, even the, they, as a studio, understand, like, eh, we gotta give him time. We can't bring him out of you know, this, this fast. We're still setting up stuff. Or, you know, we're, we gotta give these new characters a chance. And sometimes, ironically, kind of like in the world of comics, you know, they aren't received very well until later on they're like, oh, you know what, I kind of like them too. That's usually how that happens. 
which is kind of which I would feel like it's kind of interesting because yeah, you know, that's it does sort of feel like that's like maybe the one thing about the MCU that uh that might be reflecting from the comics, right? Yeah. Whenever there's sort of a new change of the guard, right? Mm-hmm. In terms of the comics, not a whole lot of readers like that, and you kind of see a, some, I guess, a similar effect to that. We're like, yeah, not a whole lot of uh, people who are invested in MCU early on are kind of like vibing with new characters. Yeah. You know, or like, even different concepts. Yeah. Like like, and part of it is the quality, right? The quality isn't so good, whether it be like you know restrictive of time. You know, not enough, not enough people being in charge, or you know, not enough time to give. It's it's a lot of shit that goes into it, right? Mm-hmm. We talked about this with like Secret Invasion. Secret Invasion had like a really good idea, a really good idea to be like a really like kind of like almost a, not a long running show, but like a very like poignant short, uh, like one season kind of thing, almost kind of like a watch, you know, HBO's Watchmen kind of thing. But it kind of ended up fizzling out, and like not paying about much because like we thought we, we, we remember what we said what we thought would be really cool if they went really hard on this sort of conspiracy thing but you know they, they kind of didn't yeah it's um yeah i remember it's by the way if you want to hear more of those thoughts you know we have you know we read secret invasion go yeah. watch those videos yeah um but yeah yeah it's uh it feels like the ending felt almost like the halfway point Mm-hmm. It would have been cool if that was the halfway point, but instead it's like, oh, that's where we're okay. I, I guess that's that's where it at. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. All right, right. Sure, sure. We we could have we could have had some fun concepts here, but but no. Yeah, and I, it's even funny because like I feel like the idea of them trying to go more into like the wackiness or like the the otherworldly stuff would make sense. I remember people in my even my job were like, wait, they're doing aliens? I'm like, bro, they've been doing aliens for a long time. That's that's always been the point, and then doing like a thing with the scrolls that's been been done like forever, now, because <laughs> they're always this. Like I said before, they're they're always like this sort of like nod to like McCarthyism, you know, the Red Scare. So I'm like, what would you do that now? You would do like something like you know, nowadays. What would you do that with with modern you know, t- way of telling it? Mm-hmm. What would it be? Some crazy conspiracy theory, mm-hmm. like that. Uh, but yeah, no, it's it's clearly that they're they're kind of like in this weird, you know, aspect of like not knowing what they're doing. Mm. And I think there's another part of that article where we were talking about in a minute. But yeah, like it's this weird thing where like they don't give it a chance or like it's not received. Very, it's like it's a bit of both. Right. And my worry is is that again, this often happens with a lot of credit uh, creators whether it be, like, of a group or a single person, they take some of the negative aspects and, like, either double down or try to course correct in the middle rather than try to focus on telling what they want to say. Mm-hmm. So, and, like, we'll get into that aspect later in a minute, but what was the other part of the article that, uh, or the the news that came out that we need to talk about? Um, mainly, I know that there's, uh, I think these next, Two stuff that I've been seeing floating around are kind of interesting as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think one definitely has to do with, I guess, the whole um, Blade movie. I believe there was a 
Obviously, because, you know, that movie's been having some bit of a development issues. Oh, right. Well, yeah, it should have been out by now. Yeah, I, I think so, but, yeah, just a lot, a whole lot of, like, script writing issues. I believe there was mention of how there was a version of the script mm-hmm. where Blade was uh, sort of not the main focus character. Like, he was obviously, you know, he's the char- main character, yeah. right, but, like, he sort of played a bit more of a background role, kind of. Like, I believe it was worded that he was, like, the fourth major lead. While, it, judging from how it was being, how the uh, comments about it were being written, it felt like mm-hmm. it, uh, it was a bit more female-led, uh, sort of a passing of the torch kind of vibe from it, which I know, obviously, there was definitely some discussions about all that but it's an interesting sort of look because again it's it's a bit rumored and that's obviously i believe that's not what the blade movie is going to be now because obviously they've had a bunch of rewrites about for that movie and i think you know it would be kind of weird if it was Mm -hmm. like that especially for a first for a blade movie right yeah um but it also sounds like it's like that I like something like some weirdo online will come up with. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think in terms of you know that speculation, mm-hmm. um, it's like I guess if it you know I I don't think that it's gonna be that's gonna be the movie itself again. It was like a version of the script that was being talked about. Yeah. Um, which I'm pretty sure. Is has been rewritten at this point because I think they're still filming. Mm-hmm. So you know it's probably not it's not gonna be the movie, but it is sort of a kind of an interesting look into like. So maybe that's the reason why the Blade movie hasn't gotten off because maybe Marvel was sort of looking at Blade more of like, let's use him as a jumping off point to introduce a bunch of other new characters. Because mm-hmm. I'm guessing maybe Marvel doesn't either doesn't have enough confidence to have. Uh, What's the uh, actor's name? Mahershala Ali. Ali to, like, be staying in the MCU for long. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, so they're just sort of like, okay, let's just have a Blade movie, but it's him passing the torch on to a next generation, which I'm pretty sure a lot of people wouldn't like to see. Because, yeah. you know, you would rather see Blade himself in the MCU and maybe sort of interacting with a couple different characters rather than just have his first movie just being a passing of the torch movie, mm-hmm. you know? So, yeah. It's... Yeah. Now, even then, even so, you gotta remember, he, he was mentioned in the Eternals movie at the end. Yeah, um, the post-credits is just him uh, off-screen uh, telling, uh, what's his name, Dane Whitman? What was his name? Right? Uh, just go. Yeah. And Black Knight. Yeah, the Black Knight. <laughs> the Black Knight about to grab his uh, cursed magical sword. It's like, you sure you want to go down this road? Yeah. <laughs> you aren't ready for this. Yeah, it's implying like something like the Midnight Sun. Um, but yeah, no, it's. I I I never like to overly speculate, right? Because I feel like because I'm I'm not in the room, I can't be saying stuff that I don't know about. I don't want to like say put stuff in more people's mouths. But like the, the the it does sound like they don't have confidence in it or like they can't figure out what's the best way to go about it. And I've seen people say it online, but like, 
oh, just do it like this, do it like this, do it like this. I'm like, okay, but you're just saying the bare bones of what you want the movie to be about. That doesn't mean that movie's going to come out going looking like that, right? Because mm-hmm. I can make a movie that's like, like, for example, like uh, Silver Surfer, one of my favorite characters in all of Marvel. Like, I, I would have, I would make it sort of like this existential movie about him floating, in, like him floating in space having existential moments, you know, having a lot of serious monologues. And people were like, yeah, that sounds cool. That sounds like Silver Surfer. But I don't know how to go about that. <laughs> what is he going to be talking about? What is the, what is, what's the story? It can't be just that. Mm-hmm. I need, I need to put some like meat in that, sam- in that, in that, in that sandwich or something. Yeah, like, uh, it's like you're going out, it's like you want to make a yeah. gourmet burger, right? Like mm-hmm. a Chef Ramsay-inspired gourmet burger, but all you got is a bunch of white toast, a piece of ham, and some old cheese run, flying around. It's like, how are you going to, you don't got the parts here to assemble it. Yeah. kind of just, like, you're just writing down what you would like on a sandwich, and it's like, okay... Now, how do I do this? <laughs> exactly. Like, like there's, there's a lot of things that go into filmmaking, and a lot of people tend not to know about it or just, like, make assumptions about it without actually, like, knowing how film works and like, knowing what goes into making films and stuff. But it, my hope is with the Blade movies that at least adhere to what Blade is about. That's all I kind of like would want the Blade movie to be, right? That's really all I wanted to, to, to come out as. Uh, what was the other article, part of the article? That everyone was talking about. Well, um, and and this one I'm not sure if it was a part of the article, but I believe it was just something that was uh mm-hmm. sort of brought up a bit. Um, hold on, let me check again. Uh, yeah, just um, it's more of a, I guess potential plot stuff for. Um, Deadpool three and also Secret Wars potentially. Yeah. Uh, that being that, uh, I think Deadpool three. Obviously, I think we kind of know that it. It seems like it's gonna be like a Deadpool kills the Fox, uh, Marvel universe or whatever. Something yeah, like that. Yeah. <laughs> it feels like it's gonna it's gonna lean towards that, but it's mainly just you know TVA. You know, I think it's implied that maybe at some point the plot. Or I think maybe the aftermath of that movie is going to be the TVA recruiting a bunch of different uh, heroes from different universes to assemble and fight the Kangs for Kang uh, Dynasty and Secret Wars, mm-hmm. which I think leads to rumors of uh, potentially Tobey Maguire coming back as Spider-Man and obviously Hugh Jackman being Wolverine, uh, and they're sort of leading... Uh, along with the TVA, sort of a multiverse squad of heroes to fight, stop the Kangs, you know, um, which is definitely interesting. You know, like, I, I know I've seen some people say, that's probably like, I've seen reactions of being like, that actually sounds kind of cool, I like that, but I think it's mainly because it's just Tony McGuire and Hugh Jackman back as Spider-Man Wolverine. <laughs> Again, it sounds like one of those things where, like, it, we're just throwing ideas at the wall. Seeing what sticks and what we can work with. Yeah, because again, this is definitely more on the rumor side than actual facts, I think. Mm-hmm. Because again, if true, that I mean, yeah, it is cool. But at the same time, you're kind of, at least I'm kind of wondering, how the hell does that work? 
Exactly. Well, how do we get to that point? Mm-hmm. You know, like what's the... yeah. A, a lot of these like news about like oh, it's a, it's probably be about this is that. It's still speculative, guys. Calm the fuck down. Right. Yeah. I think uh, that's most of like the the variety article. I mean, mm-hmm. I know there's a little bit of like some people saying that it feels like a little too much of a hampering on. Um. Like, oh, the, the, you know... Yeah. All these new, I guess, diverse heroes are, like, tanking the Marvel Universe, and it's like, eh, that's a little bit, bit of a weird reading, if you think about it, especially because um, none of the article mentions Black Panther or Black Panther 2, which were both very successful films, you know? Yeah, no, part of it, part of me thinks, right, mm-hmm. is just that, aside from, like, that weird side... Um, is that we got to a point where I feel like a lot of people just would rather it be over. They feel that it should have been done a long time ago, specifically with Endgame. But the thing about comic book movie, comic books and like superhero comics specifically, so they kind of keep going. There is no end. It's like never been about have you know telling an ending. It, there's always a new adventure. There's always a, a, a thing to fight. There's always something to tell. That's always been, like, the thing with superhero comics, specifically, like, Marvel and DC. Like, even Invincible. Like, okay. I'm not going to spoil Invincible, but there's an, it, it does have an ending. But it, it's also an ending, like, the story goes on. Like, I'm not going to tell any more stories, but just to let you know, the story goes on. There's more to tell, but I'm not going to tell it. Mm-hmm. There's always more to tell, but I'm not going to tell it. And, and when you get to that ending, where that hopefully the Amazon Prime series you know, gets to do, I'm pretty sure they will, that's kind of the thing about comics. Again, specifically these specific kind of comics. So they're kind of never-ending. Right? And they all have their own little aspects of the stuff that continues on. It was never going to be like a an infinite end. You know, not an infinite end, but like a... a definitive Definitive end, end yes. Uh, to this whole Marvel stuff. Even Kevin Feige himself was like, now we still got more stories to tell. Yeah, which he did say in his book. Like, we have a... You know, there's still more stories to tell. There's still a bunch of cool, interesting characters to, like, showcase and, you know, all that stuff. And I think this is something I think I might have mentioned a bit earlier, but it, it, it does feel like that the... The, obviously, the cool thing about the MCU is having all these various different characters in this sort of shared universe that can, can interact with each other sometimes but have their own adventures, right? Like, part of, I think, the the uh, strategy of the MCU, and I think this is, like, the actual real MCU formula, not like, mm-hmm. oh, uh, the MCU formula, just throw jokes in half the time, blah, blah, blah. No, the MCU formula, I feel like, has always been just make quality movies and make audience think they need to watch all of them because you really don't have to watch all the movies at least starting from like phase one through three right you don't really need to watch all the movies to get like the gist right if you go watch iron man one and two and then go to avengers like you can still follow that story perfectly fine heck a good chunk of avengers is kind of sort of just like reintroducing some characters. I mean, heck, uh, Cap has his boxing scene where he's having flashbacks 
to the previous movie. You get, like, Black Widow scene that just sort of introduces her. Oh, she's a secret agent. Like, there. Simple enough, right? Mm-hmm. You, uh, you get a bit more backstory with Thor and Loki, because obviously Loki's the main villain, Thor's his brother, you know, that sort of thing. Bruce Banner, Hulk is like, oh, okay, this guy... He, he gets, gets angry. He gets angry. That's his, that's his shtick, right? Tony Stark, he's a billionaire playboy philanthropist with a uh, suit of armor, right? Mm-hmm. Like, pretty much that's how that works. And you can pretty much do that with a lot of the other stuff, right? Like, you can watch... Say Captain America one two, who like you can follow Captain America's stories by just watching the stuff that he's in, and have a general idea. Like you don't have to watch Iron Man three or Thor two to understand Cap's whole story in the MCU. You can mm-hmm. just watch the stuff that Cap is in, right? But it's you know all the connective tissues of the MCU yeah. sort of make you feel like you need to watch everything else because then you'll be like more intuitive and more like looking at oh okay that's where that goes or like oh that's connected and stuff like that that's sort of like the thing about the you know the cinematic universe but you know much like comic books where it's like oh yeah sure you can just start wherever and just follow that through the line Mm -hmm. and you you know if you want to like get into say the big event stories like yeah you don't need to read all the stuff however sometimes Mm -hmm. Because, much like, you know, a comic book universe, there are some moments where you're kind of just like, okay, but what's that? Like, like where where is this going? Does it end here? What Are we still going? Like, what's going on? Right? And, you know, much, you know, the MCU does that, is doing that now. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, it's, we have essentially the next generation. Which I think, I feel like, honestly, it feels like, you know, this side of Marvel was always going to have growing pains. Yeah. Right? And it do, I mean, obviously it doesn't help that, you know, it feels, you know, like, it's like I think you mentioned, like, earlier, right? Like, this whole, like, whole phases so far has been kind of more of just throwing stuff at the wall, trying out some new different things and mm-hmm. seeing what works, what doesn't. And it does feel like Marvel, you know, Kevin Feige and the people at, you know, Marvel are sort of just, like... They're scrambling now. I mean, I wouldn't say scrambling, but it definitely just feels like it's a bit interesting. Yeah. I mean, obviously, the Jonathan Major stuff is probably what is causing them to scramble, but, like, outside of that context, um, a lot of the MCU, you know, it's like, yeah, like, where, where do we go from here? Yeah. Kind of vibes, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's the thing where for me, like with with these things, is like they're they're playing it by ear, and for a lot of people, it's like okay, you know, we we've grown tired of what you've done. We want something new. We're getting the new, but it doesn't feel new, right? Mm-hmm. And I like for me, like I said, I would want to see that Silver Surfer movie about him having an existential crisis in space, you know, just floating about, you know talking about how he wants to find Zen Law or whatever or like you know his home his lover they lost for years and people would be like what the fuck is this movie <laughs> right mm. like for me I kind of want them to be more like out there and weird kind of like how I've always known Marvel to be like I mean both Marvel and DC are weird but like Marvel's weird cosmically 
DC is weird magically. Mm-hmm. So, like, I kind of want to see more of that. And, you know, that, that's just me. I mean, like, personally for me, I think, like, they kind of need to start, you know, changing it up, doing something unique and different while still being sort of themselves. You know? No, definitely. And I think, um, like, probably one of the more interesting things about it, you know, with this sort of constant discussion is, like, two things. Mm-hmm. Um, first is that, you know, do you think Marvel would have been in this position if they just decided to say, hey, screw it. Like, once we got Fantastic Four and X-Men, we should have just started rushing those out instead of having to rely on a bunch of the other, like, sort of B-list characters that we have, because it feels like, because obviously, I mean, people forget this all the time, but Iron Man was a B-list character before the Iron Man movie. Well, I didn't give two shits about Iron Man, to be honest. I mean, he was cool, I guess, but that's because he had a suit of armor, but I didn't even care about Tony Stark as the person, but, you know, the movie's sort of like, okay, yeah, cool, Ryan Jr. brings character, you know, to to Iron Man and Tony Stark, you know, it's at this point, you know, it's like, there's, you know, you can't imagine. Listen, his his most well known story is him finding his alcoholism. Yeah, back in the day, right? Yeah. That's the only story people cared about. Maybe Armor Wars, but like, his most well known story is that. Yeah, and so, and that was the thing with the MCU, like that. It was holy birth because. Uh, Kevin Feige and Marvel Studios kind of didn't have their A-listers. They didn't have Spider-Man. They didn't have the Fantastic Four. They didn't have the X-Men. You know, they had to rely on the B-list talents to sort of push them above and beyond, right? Mm-hmm. And they made it work. And personally, I think there is a little bit of, like, still having to use that, even though, of course, you know, Marvel has the X-Men and Fantastic Four film rights back. I mean... Sony and Marvel have been playing pretty nice in terms of Spider-Man stuff, so you can definitely rely on it now, Mm -hmm. but, you know, for whatever reason, you know, uh, we kind of wanted to build up more of the B characters. I mean, granted, we are going to get Fantastic Four eventually here, and I'm pretty sure, like, you know, the aftermath of, you know, Kang Dynasty and Secret Wars will probably set up a whole, like, phase of Marvel that's just about the X-Men and stuff, which mm-hmm. is why I feel like that's what Kevin Feige means. It's like, we're not even, we haven't even told any of the X-Men story yet. Aren't you guys excited? It's like, well, yes, but like, it'd be kind of cool if we saw it now. <laughs> I mean, I get probably the reason why was just to put distance away from the Fox Marvel stuff, you know? Yeah. But, yeah, it does seem a bit of an interesting, uh, hindsight of like you know yeah like x-men and fantastic four would have been probably have propped up and wouldn't we wouldn't be having this discussion if they were here earlier mm-hmm. you know and i think the second thing and this is more relevant to like right now because as of recording uh the new trailer for the echo show yeah came out and people are abuzz about it because it is m rated or not m rated you know it's basically ma right yeah which is rated r for tv yeah and uh people are looking like this and like oh shit this is this looks actually kind of good maybe yeah it it, it's like a weird thing with the granted it's probably because of the two different communities but it's always like 
Oh, uh, friggin' Loki came out. Yeah, Marvel still's got it. Like, oh no, Ant-Man and Quantumania came out. It sucks. It's, uh, it's so over, guys. And then it's like, Guardians of the Galaxy, oh, we're so back. <laughs> the constant thing of, like, we're so back. Oh, it's all over, guys. Marvel's done. Oh, wait. Wait, friggin' <laughs> Loki season two. All right, we're, we're back in it. Oh, oh, all this stuff about Jonathan Majors and, like, the turmoil behind the scenes of Marvel. Oh, it's so over, you guys. Oh, my God, She-Hulk is terrible. Oh, fuck you guys. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, yeah, that constant string of, like, I think it's definitely because of two different, uh, two separate sides of the fan base sort of going back and forth. Although the Echo Show does look interesting. Yeah. You know, it's the first time going very uh, MCU wise, very you know adult. Yeah. And like you know, who, who knows that can come out? And like for me, like the fact that it's come gets goes back and forth of being good and bad, just kind of tells you like we're gonna be all right. But, yeah, like we're like as a we're not looking for massive hits every every time. We just want you to be good. Yeah, and I think it's more showing of I think what you said earlier, like quality. Yeah, we need the quality back. Yeah, because it feels like a bit of too much has shown cracks of uh of quantity yeah. rather than focusing on the quality. And you know the quality the quantity came because of the response to COVID. A little bit, right? Yeah, a lot of people think like, oh, well, did they get a break? No, they did not get a break. They did not. But you know, we're we're coming back from it and we're we should be getting something good soon. Hopefully. But you know, I think consistent quality is fine enough. And I think that's a really nice way to end it now. <laughs> We've been here for a lot longer than I wanted it to be, but, you know, that's fine. Um, but if you guys enjoyed what you heard, be sure to follow us on all social media, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, at the Centurions. And be sure to uh, follow us on our Instagram, where we're most active. You can find our link to all podcasts that we're part of, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora. YouTube is there for all you audio listeners out there who want to put a face to voice, like, comment, subscribe, and Patreon for you want to support. Yeah, it's been good, guys. It's been your boy, Eli. It's me, Joe. You guys have a good one. Hopefully, Marvel will learn from their lessons. Enjoy.